At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. The Sunday crew is back at it again, and we will be with you guys over the next three hours talking a lot of different sports here. We've got It's almost like a miscellaneous Sunday that we have on our hands the first Sunday after the NFL season. We'd like to hear from you guys all throughout these next three hours. Tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live at M.I. Pritchard, where you can find Pritch on Twitter. You can find me at Femi Abebefe. Coming up, we've got a special guest joining the show. It is none other than Derek Stevens, the Circa Resort Casino owner, and Mike Palm, his VP of Operations, joining us at 11.15. NFL season is over, but NFL draft season is here. We look at the first player to be drafted market at 11.45. Speaking of draft, we begin our road to the draft, an in-depth look at all 32 teams, starting with the Jaguars and Lions at 10.15. A first look at Super Bowl 57 market at the start of the second hour. The Twitter poll coming up at 9.30. We want to hear from you guys. So, like I mentioned, go to at VEASAN Live on Twitter to weigh in. Who would you bet on to win the NBA championship? Warriors, Suns, Nets, or Bucks? We'll reveal the results in 30 minutes. Daytona 500, Genesis Invite, NBA All-Star Game in Cleveland. Pritch. How we doing on this Sunday? I'm doing great, Femi. How you doing? I mean, this is hey. exciting, right? <laughs> People would say, hey, the football season ends, yeah. but we don't end. We just keep the ball rolling here. No. And it's, a, it's almost kind of a little refreshing now that we're talking about some other sports that are taking center stage. And what I love about the spring calendar when it comes to betting is like uh, college hoops. They're about to get into conference tournament time. So you got a lot of information already if you want to catch up to speed and you want to catch up with some teams. They had to reveal uh, Saturday, so yesterday. Yep. So uh, you got the first 16 teams that you can take a look at. Uh, I think the field's going to be wide open. We had Cinderella last year in the Madness, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen again this year, because there's just way too many teams that are really good right now uh, in college hoops. And then, you know, you got the all-star break, not really the midpoint of the NBA, the association, but they're going to ramp it up as they mm-hmm. get closer and closer to the playoffs, right? So, from a better standpoint, man, you can't ask for anything more. Uh, then the madness right around the corner. You mentioned the draft. Oh, uh, that's right there, too. Uh, the association, NASCAR, uh, you know, Masters is right. I mean, all this stuff is on the calendar. So uh, as a better, I cannot be more excited right now. Yeah, this might be one of the best times in terms of 
the volume of things that you right. can bet on that have pretty juicy prices. You mentioned Daytona 500. It's almost similar to golf there where you're getting the favorites plus 800. Right. So it's like you're going to get a big payday investing in these things. Golf every single week here. I mean, the favorite at the Genesis Open this week was like 10 to 1 or 9 to 1 with John Rahm. Now he's not in contention today. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show you what kind of payouts you can get from these sports. And you mentioned it, March Madness, the biggest betting event of the year. And it's an entire month coming up here. Just Selection Sunday, Pritch, three weeks away. That's it. It's coming. Uh, It is. That's right. That's right. I had to. I I had to take my no more car today. I was going to take my NASCAR car out today, (laughs) but I left it in the garage. I thought that was you that was parked out (laughs) front at the South Point. No, that was somebody else's. Uh, But no, NASCAR is interesting because we we do have a big race in Vegas in three weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's about three weeks. Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Uh, and I've been there for those those cars racing at over 200 miles an hour. It is incredible. Now, we're not going to talk two hours to three hours on, on NASCAR, right? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. not going to do that. Patrick Maher was out there setting people up, <laughs> yes, saying that we got two and a half hours of our three hours of coverage de- uh, dedicated to yeah. the Daytona 500. That will not be the case. No. We will discuss it, but it will not be two and a half of the three hours. We will begin our discussion, though, with college basketball. Like we mentioned, three weeks away from Selection Sunday, we saw the committee reveal the top four seeds for each region yesterday. Now, that's obviously fluid because mm-hmm. there's a lot of basketball still to be played, conference tournament starting up here in about 10 days. But the marquee game of the day is in the Big Ten, Pritch, where it's probably one of the more marquee conferences, I would say, in college hoops. Not necessarily the best like it was last year. That's probably the Big 12 or SEC. But the Big Ten, nonetheless, will send a lot of teams to the tournament. And Wisconsin is hosting Michigan this afternoon. This game tips off at the top of the hour. Badgers, two-and-a-half-point favorites over at BetMGM. Total, 138-and-a-half here. Uh, What do you make of this game here between two teams that are pretty good defensively here? And uh, the Wisconsin Badgers have been really good, especially away from home. But now they'll be hosting the Wolverines. Now they're going to be hosting. But, uh, yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a decent team right there. Certainly uh, one of those uh, contenders from the Big Ten. Michigan was an Elite Eight team last year. Yep. Uh, really, from the Big Ten standpoint and how strong that conference was last year, only one Elite Eight team, though. <laughs> yeah. right? And that was Michigan. And I think Michigan is playing better uh, as of late. 3-1 uh, and one in their last four games as well. But uh, when you look, think about Michigan, they, they do have Hunter Dickerson. Uh, and, you know, the inside-out game with him and Eli Brooks is incredible right now. Brooks is hitting over 40% of his threes. Yep. Uh, so when, when you are now getting that type of production with that type of talent, uh, I see why this is a, a short favorite situation for Wisconsin, who's a really good basketball team this year. Uh, but, I, you know, my initial thoughts, I, I, I want to ride with Michigan here, not discounting Wisconsin, though. Uh, the 137-and-a-half, the total is intriguing as well, as both teams have have. In- Increase their production offensively. Yeah, that's the one that really stands out to me. There is the total in this game. I'm seeing some shops now at BetMGM. It's 138 and a half. Some shops around town, though, have some 137s and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, this was bet to the under. Opened 139. So now it's down to as low as 137 and a half, like I mentioned there. So there's been a little bit of action to the under. But to me, this game feels like it's an over type okay. of game just because it's a closely contested matchup here. And it's not going to be a rock fight like what we saw with Texas and Texas Tech yesterday right. in Austin. I think this one will be a little bit more free-flowing. Both of these teams coming off of lackluster shooting performances, which is one thing that when I handicap college basketballs, I try to look out for teams that maybe shot a little under what they typically do, about mm-hmm. 10% uh, under than they, what they usually do from beyond the arc there. They tend to regress positively the next time out there. So to me, I was like, man, this looks, that looks 
kind of low, 137 and a half. I thought the opener of 139 was probably fair, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we can make it a, sh- a show bet. We'll okay. hop in on the over, possibly. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> I mean, a- absolutely. It was going to tip off here uh, in about an, under an hour now. So, um, yeah, looking at that situation, yeah, just as Michigan started the year in horrendous fashion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was not what you thought or expected for sure. But uh, I think what I keep in mind as a better is as we get closer and closer and, you know, just a week ago uh, before Michigan beat Iowa, they were on a bubble. Yep. Right? And so, you know, that situation may be taking care of itself a little bit. And then Wisconsin, uh, you know, the big reveal with them was interesting to me, too. You know, when you think about how high Wisconsin is right now from a seating standpoint. Uh, so, uh, I, I, I don't know. Johnny Davis is a good point guard, can light it up, too. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm with you when it comes to points in this one. Big game within the Big Ten. A very, very big game. Johnny Davis is in contention for the Wooden Award. Mm-hmm. He's among those guys. Oscar Shibway right now is the favorite for that award. But Johnny Davis has been had a, as good a year as anybody right. in college basketball. Now, it's interesting with this Michigan team because right now, Joe Lenardi over at ESPN, he's their bracketologist, which you're going to start hearing more bracketology yep. now over the next <laughs> few weeks, has Michigan as the last four in. So okay. Michigan would be in the field, mm-hmm. but they would have to play in that play-in game there. So this is a big game. If they can get a win here, it's safe to say they'll probably be comfortably into the field of 68, but a loss would then put them right back where they are on the bubble or probably first four out needing uh, a couple big performances down the stretch. Right, right. I mean, you think about the Big Ten last year, okay, the ones are the two seeds, and I mean, Illinois right now is a three seed, uh, and then you got Purdue as a two seed, and then certainly you got Wisconsin as a four seed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it is a tough conference, right, when you look down mm-hmm. at it, uh, look up and down the board, but uh, no, this game is pivotal, I think, for Michigan, like you mentioned. I, I, I thought they were on the bubble. Uh, they got the big victory a week ago now. Now, this is another big game for them, though, because of the way they started the year. Let's go from the Big Ten to the Big East here. The Providence Friars taking on Butler over at Hinkle. Uh, Hinkle's always a fun place to play. The atmosphere is always off the charts. They had a lot of tournament games with the tournament being in, in Indiana mm-hmm. last year, uh, kind of that bubble situation that they had going on over there. But Providence in this game today against Butler, three-and-a-half-point road favorites at BetMGM, total 129-and-a-half. And this is a Providence team that, despite their winning, the betting market and the metrics just don't like this team. I, they don't, right? I'm <laughs> Like, what's going on here with Providence? I mean, this is a Big East uh, that's going to get, what, seven teams probably in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, So competitive, competitive. I'm looking to lay the points. I mean, uh, the movement is towards Butler. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, Butler has not shot the ball well lately. Uh, I mean, you look at the total, too, which was intriguing to me. Uh, I thought it was low before the show. We were talking about that, Femi. Uh, Last time I looked, yep, 128 and a half now. 129, there's 129 popping up. But, I, I mean, even the last three games, these two teams have been playing better or scoring more anyway. And I'm like, okay, if this is one of those games where it's going to be a slug it out type game, obviously it's indicated that way with the total. But yet both of these two teams are averaging around a 140 range. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a 12-point buffer there in terms of going over in this total. So I, I don't know about the side because I am concerned that the line is moving towards Butley here, even though Providence, I think, is a better, uh, a better team. Uh, but, I, I mean, it's just one of those conference games, right? And, and then, okay, we look at uh, the situation of the total. That's where I'm leaning right now. 
to be honest with you, Femi. I, I think I got enough buffer there to take the over in this one. Yeah, the only thing that would concern me with the total in this game is that both of these teams play so slow. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, Butler, you're talking about the 341st tempo right. in college basketball, which there's only about 350-something teams in college hoops in Division One. So that just goes to show how slow they play from a tempo standpoint. Butler, they play a little bit faster, but not that much. They're below average in terms of adjusted tempo at Ken Palm. But the Ken Palm numbers in this game, because Butler's 21-3 and three straight up this season, they're 44th in the country. I know. In I Ken know. Palm. I know. It's just crazy to see that. And we saw a lot of people fade Butler earlier this week when they lost to Villanova. And I watched that game. Butler, or Providence, I'm sorry, they faded Providence mm-hmm. in that game against Nova. Yeah, yeah. But Providence had a very good showing in that game. But, I mean, they just some of the plays down the stretch, Colin, Colin Gillespie of Nova was really good here. So I'm interested to see how this Providence team sort of bounces back after suffering that home loss there to Nova. Yeah, they allowed a lot of points against Nova right there. But uh, both of these two teams elevated in scoring over 70 points. So efficiency, uh, that's what I was looking at, too, from an efficiency mm-hmm. standpoint, uh, maybe gives me a chance to go over in this one. Yeah, 128 and a half is the total. I'm seeing some 129s as well in the market. But like you mentioned, the betting market once again fading Providence as Butler is seeing some of the action opened up three and a half where it still is at BetMGM, but other spots here around Vegas, the number sits at three. We'll discuss more college hoops on the other side, plus a first look at the Daytona 500. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. And we got madness for you guys here at VEASAN. We have a great new offer that can only be described as, like I said, madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets, emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit VEASAN.com slash madness to sign up today. Oh, we are three weeks away from the madness. <laughs> the bracket is about to be revealed. Selection Sunday, three weeks from today. Welcome back inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard as we break down this miscellaneous sports Sunday. 
is almost the way I want to turn okay. it. As, a, we're, as we're kind of getting past the football stage of the sports calendar, and now we're into college basketball. Golf is going on. We'll discuss Daytona 500. The Great American Race goes off today, the 64th running of Daytona 500. But first, let's continue our college basketball discussion here, Pritch. And the Houston Cougars, a team that made the Final Four a year ago mm. under Kelvin Sampson, this team absolutely gets into you and defends. And they're taking on Wichita State as seven and a half point road favorites, total 133 and a half. But anything intriguing you between the Cougs and the Shockers? I, I think uh, a tough game. Uh, I think a physical game down low because both uh, teams can get after it on the glass. Uh, you mentioned Houston. Uh, they were one of my favorites last year. I just love to make up the team uh, from uh, and. Uh, uh, an elder statesman standpoint, like upperclassman standpoint. Last mm-hmm. year, I thought the makeup of the team uh, was perfect, uh, and they proved that, to be honest with you. But you're always going to like the athleticism and the ability to score uh, around the rim uh, for Houston and then just be dynamic uh, rebounding. But Wichita State, uh, I think, can hold their own. Uh, you know, at home, you know, spectacular record at home, yeah. tough place to play. Uh, but I, I do like Houston. I, now, the points, it, it gets interesting because I, I think we could uh, see a physical matchup. Maybe fouls get into uh, the situation a little bit. The total, 133 and a half uh, as well. But I am expecting one of those physical games, though. But I am concerned about laying seven points uh, right now for Houston. Yeah, this Houston team, I don't know if I want to lay it. Yeah. Um, I also don't want to really play the total either. I got burn playing a Houston total <laughs> okay. uh, a couple of weeks ago there. Houston was taking on SMU, and I was like, hey, this game looks right. like an under. Houston had about 11 points, I think, within the first 90 seconds of the game. I was like, <laughs> just shut this off. I already go ahead and grade this as a loser here. But it's interesting, this Houston team, because they're almost the opposite of a Providence. Providence plays in right. the Big East, which is a more well, you know, well-known conference mm-hmm. than the American Athletic Conference there, but Houston, despite playing in the AAC, the metrics absolutely love this team. Once again, they continue to outperform those market expectations versus the Providence team that has been eking out some of these close wins down the stretch here, which is also a skill. They're winning close games and being able to close things out there, but this Houston team, with the way they're able to defend, now offensively, they're not really setting the world on fire, but do you think this is a team that can maybe make a run towards March? Like, do you type, like to lean towards these defensive types of teams that get stops when they need to? I do, actually, to be honest with you, uh, Femi. Last year they were made up differently because, they, like I said, they had those upperclassmen and the mm-hmm. continuity. And, and so from, from a COVID standpoint, now I'm factoring that out because we're not in that COVID uh, situation or the bubble feel. Uh, but I, 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 they're so athletic, though. Uh, well coached, like you mentioned uh, with Samson, but uh, he, he s- still preaches that family atmosphere. So everybody's close, tight knit. Uh, so I, I like that aspect. I like the makeup of this team. They're just different than they were last year. Uh, I don't know how dynamic they can be from the outside. Certainly, yeah. if people pack it down low and make it difficult uh, to be active. And then if you get in foul trouble, what's going to be the situation right there for Houston, too? So uh, I think this could be physical down low. Maybe, okay, now the line from a total standpoint, just looking at that, Femi, uh, it's at one th- it opened at 133. It's sitting at 133 and a half right now. Uh, maybe 134s are popping up a little bit too, but I, I don't know. A physical battle down low, it, it gets interesting about the under as well in this one. Yeah, we've seen at some shops around town here that the Wichita State Shockers are the ones that are being bet right now. I'm mm-hmm. seeing some six and a halfs populating here in the market as tip off is at the top of the hour. So yeah, home court uh, is fierce for them right home now. Home court too. advantage in college basketball is such a big yeah. deal. And we're seeing that if you're getting more, I mean, this is three possessions here, talking about a seven point line. At that point, it's like maybe just take the underdog and hopefully they can 
can keep this game close. It's a lower total game, too, so maybe not as much opportunity for Houston mm. to win by margin in this game here with the tempo being short. But speaking of Houston last year, that Final Four run that they had, um, they didn't play a single team in the top 30 yeah. in Ken Palm. They played Cleveland State in the first round. Then they played Rutgers, Syracuse, and then Oregon State, who was the surprise of the tournament, making that run to the Elite Eight there. And then it uh, got different when they had to play Baylor in, in the Final Four as Baylor kind of uh, yeah. blew them off the court in that game and route to a national title. Yeah, Baylor was so dynamic, though, right? And But yeah. what I loved at the beginning of the year and what I remember about Houston, uh, certainly go, there's history with Houston. We know that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but in terms of the team and the makeup last year, just reading through the coaches' comments and how close they were and uh, just the continuity aspect in particular uh, as what, what we had, the setting that we had last year in college hoops. Uh, and that's why I was intrigued about Houston. Another good game that we have going on is Rutgers and Purdue. This Rutgers team, mm. I mean, it's <laughs> it's one of the stories of college basketball, what they're able to do at home. They just beat up Illinois earlier this week as three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the home court there. The rack is just – if they can play the rest of their games at the rack, I'm not sure I'd bet the other team <laughs> right. in any of their games because they are that good in Piscataway. But now they go over to West Lafayette where they're catching 12-and-a-half points on the road against this Purdue squad that's really good, uh, a Final Four caliber type of team. At least that's what we think on the surface here. The total at 138 and a half here, Pritch. What do you make of these two teams in this matchup later this afternoon? Yeah, I mean, right now, a two seed, if you think about the mm -hmm. reveal from Purdue. I, Purdue is just phenomenal. Uh, now, I, I think Purdue owes Rutgers one. They have not beaten Rutgers, what, in four games, five games, something like that. Yeah, they, they, um, that was their first loss of the season in yeah. December. It was to Rutgers at the buzzer there. Y yep, so, I mean, just, just a matchup though. Uh, and so Purdue with this good of a, a team with the size at home, I, you know, it's going to be a, a great atmosphere to 138 and half the total. Uh, I, I just like the size difference here for Purdue at home. I, I know Rutgers, they won on the buzzer beater uh, at home in their game, but you, you got to slow it down, right? Uh, yeah. If you're Rutgers. Uh, I mean, Purdue is just so skilled and, and so athletic and just the size advantage too, I, I think is a big one. I'm not going to lay 12 points though. Yeah. Uh, but the total, uh, with, the, with the energy factor, I, I'm curious about that total. What do you think about that total? Too high, or would you play the under on that? You know, I don't know if I'd be interested in playing an under in a Purdue game yeah. just because their defensive prowess isn't really of the elite teams. I'd say maybe if there's the, an Achilles heel for Purdue, it is how they defend, and that mm -hmm. would be what prevents them from making a Final Four type of run because they have the goods in terms of Jaden Ivey is one of the more fun players you can watch yeah. in college basketball. He'll be a next-level guy. I mean, they have the big dude, Zach Eady. He's like seven foot four or so in the side. <laughs> Travion yeah. Williams has the best touch in terms of turnaround hook shots in college basketball, in my opinion. So I don't know if I would want to go under that total okay. just because I don't trust Purdue to maybe get all the stops, but they have been playing a little bit better defense as of late, but I don't think I would mess with that total there. And the side too, in 12 and a half, it, it, almost, it almost to me feels like the betting market, excuse me, is, is waiting for this team, for this uh, Rutgers team rather, to come back down to earth. Because when I look at their schedule, their last four games, I mean, Prish, listen to this. They beat Michigan State, beat Ohio State, beat Wisconsin in Madison, mm -hmm. and then beat Illinois. Like, these are some of the best teams in the Big Ten. And it's almost like eventually this team is going to have to come back down to earth. Because, I mean, if they, even if they get by Purdue today, I mean, next week they have, or on Wednesday, I should say, they have Michigan. Right. So the schedule is grueling, and they've done a heck of a job navigating it. But it might be too much this afternoon against the Boilermakers. They shot over 52% in that first matchup, too, uh, against <laughs> yeah. Purdue. Purdue had it down. Uh, shooting day, in particular from three. Uh, look at, what, seven or 26 uh, attempts at that, looking at the, just the box score here. But, uh, you know, I, I think Rutgers neutralizes 
uh, the Purdue size advantage if they could run. Uh, we'll see if that happens or not. But I, I'm not expecting Rutgers on the road shooting over 50 percent, well, 52 percent, to be specific there. Yeah. Uh, against this Purdue uh, basketball team right now. Yeah, that's hard to duplicate yeah. on the road there, and it's just it's you like I said, like with these shooting performances in college basketball, they tend to kind of regress toward whatever the mean is for mm-hmm. that team here. So uh, anytime you can fade a team that's coming off one of those good shooting performances, it's always an interesting situation in my opinion there. Uh, real quick here, Pritch, we've got a little yep. bit of time left in the segment. The 64th running of the Daytona 500 as we take a left-hand turn and talk a little NASCAR here. <laughs> Denny Hamlin is that's the... It. F- <laughs> I'm stopping. Denny Hamlin, that's it. Denny Hamlin is Kurt where we're stopping Kyle right Bush. here. <laughs> <laughs> Denny Hamlin is the favorite to win the Daytona 500 at BetMGM. He's plus 800. He's won yeah. two of the last three, Pritch, three of the last six. Anything for you in this NASCAR Daytona 500 where the payouts are looking real juicy. The payouts are great. That's why I'm saying plus 800 for Denny Hamlin. <laughs> uh, repeat uh, winner here. You know, you can go down the board. I, I think a long shot because you, you're going to have some stoppage. You know, mm-hmm. the pit crews are going to be – you're going to have to be on point. Um, I, the new car is a factor because how are you yep. going to manage that in these racing situations? Talk to Jeff Motley, uh, uh, VP of PR at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. He does Gone Racing Show here on VEASAN as well. Uh, he thinks a long shot uh, has a good chance in this one too uh, just because of the makeup and aggressiveness that the driver's going to be participating with uh, today. I mean, we saw a long shot win it last year mm-hmm. with Michael McDowell, 100 to 1. Right. He was last year and he won the Daytona 500. This year, the odds makers are on to him. Now 40 to one okay. to win Daytona. Other past winners who are near the top of the odds board, Ryan Logano, 12 to one, Kurt Busch, 16 to one to win this race here. But okay. like you mentioned, it's the new car packages. Mm-hmm. We have no data on this, so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds later on this afternoon. On the other side, we're talking a little NBA All-Star Weekend, baby. It's Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard as we come to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Pritch, the people are still lively. We got folks in the sports book yep. behind us here. The tables are always hot oh, at the God. South Point Hotel <laughs> and Casino. We haven't been dabbling in any of that stuff, but the tables are always hot when you walk in on a Sunday morning here, Pritch. But speaking of the people in the sports book, the betting community still rolls on after the Super Bowl. And we wanted to ask you guys, the betting community at home, listeners, viewers of the show, about who you would bet on to win the NBA championship. This was our Twitter poll of the weekend, which you can find at VSIN Live on Twitter. And the choices were simple. Mm-hmm. The two favorites, the Warriors and the Suns, then you have the two second teams out of the Eastern Conference in the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. And we're about to find the results out now live on the air pitch as we reveal these to the public. I am very fascinated to see who they went with and Look at wow. that, Prince. Okay. 47% of people say the Golden State Warriors will be the team that they would bet on to win the NBA championship. Yeah, how about the 29% for Milwaukee defending yeah. champs right now? Milwaukee currently, what, the fifth seed? I mean, from a standing standpoint in the East. Yep. Uh, and then the Nets without KD is on the <laughs> Brooklyn board. Brooklyn is not in the house. Uh, they're not. They're not. They're 8% on the, on the board here, though. But no, you know what? I'm not mad at that, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. the Warriors have not been healthy completely. I mean, Clay, welcome back, but certainly he's managed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to get Draymond back. And so when they're fully intact, uh, I mean, Phoenix has the depth 
uh, and they have the superstars and now the pedigree because they were right there yeah. uh, going up against Milwaukee in the finals last year. So, uh, I, I mean, Booker has turned into the next level. He's gotten to a next level, I think. Uh, Aiton will, but the depth is, is what really is aiding the Phoenix Suns right now. But, I, I mean, I'm not shocked at all that uh, the poll went in the direction for the Golden State Warriors, though. Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry is a popular guy to bet on. People yeah. love betting on him to an MVP. He's one of the faces of the NBA. Uh, I believe a three-time champion, mm-hmm. I believe it is now, for the Steph Curry out there with the Golden State Warriors. So it makes sense that that team, you mentioned pedigree. The Golden State Warriors have that sort of pedigree. And we got a couple comments after the poll here, Pritch. And here's what some of the viewers had to say in response to said <laughs> Twitter poll this weekend. Somebody, LA all day, said, I'd like to see the Suns play Steve Nash and the Nets. Think of the storylines there, Pritch. I know. I mean, Steve Nash won two MVPs in Phoenix. Uh, He played well in Dallas and had a good career there, but he's known most known for his time with the Phoenix Suns. That would be an endless storyline for the NBA Finals. And why not the 76ers, Pritch? And that's where I want to pick up this discussion with the NBA futures market. The 76ers are plus 650 to win the title over at BetMGM. They made the big blockbuster trade at the trade deadline, acquiring James Harden, the former MVP. He and Daryl Morey now reunited Mm -hmm. in the city of brotherly love. They send Ben Simmons to Brooklyn to where he will play with the Nets, and Simmons wasn't really playing for them at all this season. So it's almost like kind of a, a, a free agent addition versus a trade there because they had no player now they have a superstar in James Harden but what do you think about this Philadelphia 76ers team here now at plus 650 to win the title you know I do like them uh, I think it's going to be a nice combination between Harden and uh, Embiid uh, Harden's focused on winning a championship uh, and he's that's that's what he speaks towards uh, he is a creative player one of the best scorers in the NBA mm-hmm. uh, and now it seems like He's content with, okay, we got the best big man in the game. I want to be partnered up with that, and I want both of our skill sets uh, to shine here. Uh, So it's all going to be about Embiid, which is good, because I think Embiid can be that fragile player at times. Yeah. Right? He wants his touches. He he does. He does. So he'll get that. The only thing about the 76ers that I'm worried about, because you send Seth to Brooklyn – and now who's your outside shooter? Who's, yeah. who's your consistent outside of Harden? I mean, Harden can do that, but he, we know he can get to the rim too because he can create. But from the consistency standpoint, it's not Danny Green. It's not him anymore. <laughs> I don't know why he's in the league anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> he's, he's just as good for us four for six from three as he is an 0 for 10 from <laughs> right. three-point range. And there. I would bet the 0 for 10 more than I would the four from six. Um, but, yeah, so from a consistency outside shooting standpoint, because you are going to get spacing, and we are going to see yeah. the rise of analytics now. With, and so maybe that spacing comes with uh, Harden on the floor. But you're 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 on a minute count though. Like he can't play the entire game out there on the floor. So mm-hmm. the supporting cast is all I'm worried about from a shooting standpoint uh, with the 76ers and make them complete. They are such a fascinating team here. Just because the Harden and Bead relationship, how that works out there, is going to be really what dictates this thing. But. When you look at the guys who are the guys that they have to count on, mm-hmm. not a lot of them are known for being big-time playoff performers. Now, Embiid has been good in the playoffs. Right. Harden, the, the rap on his career that he shrivels in the moment in terms of playoff performances. The one time he was in the NBA Finals at Oklahoma City back when he was young, had a really bad series, and hasn't really had good playoff moments as of late. Doc Rivers, the head coach, outside of the championship with the Boston Celtics. Right. I mean, you think about the bubble with the Clippers and how they went out in, uh, against the Denver Nuggets. 
there that got him fired in that situation last year, losing to the Atlanta Hawks when you have home court advantage in a game seven. Like, Doc Rivers isn't the best playoff coach either. So I'm fascinated to see how this kind of all works together because on paper, like you mentioned, outside of the maybe the shooting is where they kind of have a little bit of a weakness. But mm-hmm. on paper, when you have a, a former MVP in James Harden, possibly the MVP this year in Joel Embiid, and you have a championship coach in, in Doc Rivers, it looks like this should be Philadelphia's conference to lose at least, or at least challenging Milwaukee. But I just have so many questions about the three most important people with this organization. That's Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, and James Harden. Right, because you think about that uh, recent matchup, too. And I, I don't want to have recency bias here, but I was curious about watching this game and how it was going to play out towards the playoffs with Harden on the floor, and that was against Boston. Yep. Uh, and, and so uh, Jalen and Jason uh, was just lighting it up uh, from outside. I mean, <laughs> they were lighting them up, right? And, and I know Philly can defend – but then where's the production offensively if Embiid's having an off night? And certainly he had an off night in that game. And so uh, that mix-up right there just wasn't pretty for the 76ers. Again, a lot of time to work on some things in court chemistry. Uh, but the outside shooting aspect, uh, I, I need to see more from Philly at this point. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey is a young, terrific guard. Tobias Harris is a nice player as well. But he's not really a guy that, like, you're going to be like, oh, this is going to put us over the edge mm-hmm. or anything like that. Matisse Thibel, shout out the University of Washington. Uh, he's one of the better defenders in the league in terms of perimeter defense there. So they have some really good pieces to be able to accomplish their goals, which is to get to an Eastern Conference Finals, get to an NBA Finals, right. something that they haven't done under this process. Joel Embiid era right. out there in Philadelphia. So we'll see if they can finally get over the hump. And then on top of that, you still have the hamstring issues with Harden. Yeah. I mean, that, that is something to be concerned about, certainly. But uh, so just from we didn't see the big three in Brooklyn all that much. Eight games or ten, ten games. As- right. And so Ben Simmons in a good spot uh, with KD healthy, if he can stay healthy. And that's another big question yeah. mark uh, when it comes to the Nets as well. Yeah. Joel Embiid is also a question mark in terms of health. Like yeah. his, his knees, any given any wrong fall no. or something like that, it could be questionable for a game there. So a lot of questions with the Philadelphia, which is why you see them at plus 650 to win the title. I want to ask you about a team out West because you've mentioned it, the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. and their pedigree. Last year, it looked like they had kind of a charmed run to the NBA Finals there. They were facing all these teams that had major injuries to start players. I mean, the Lakers, Anthony Davis gets hurt in the middle of the series. They then go and play, uh, I believe after that, they played uh, the Denver Nuggets without Jamal Murray after he had his knee injury injury last season and then they see Kawhi Leonard the Kawhi Leonard less <laughs> yep. LA Clippers in the Western Conference Finals so it, it was kind of a, a charmed run now they did it you got to give them their credit they got to the NBA Finals there but now that they have been there and they have done that didn't win it but they have at least been to that level how much do you think they draw back from that experience and how much does that factor in to what they might see this year having the confidence to get to an NBA final. I think this year sets up perfectly for Phoenix, to be honest with you, because last year the experience and uh, yes, it was an easier path because of injuries and, mm-hmm. but yet here they were in the finals and they were that close. And, and you got Paul who is the ultimate leader on the floor. Uh, but the depth though, uh, Booker is incredible. Bridges is incredible from a defensive standpoint. Uh, you have the combination uh, of uh, Aiton uh, as, as well as Javel McGee, who's still in the <laughs> league, but he's got championships. So, I mean, the pedigree is up and down the roster, right? And, and, and again, that's what's different about the NBA is when you get into that June or the, the end of May uh, and you're getting into the June 
playoff run there, is the pedigree going to help you? And I think yeah. it will for Phoenix uh, this year. Now they got to stay healthy, which uh, always you always worry about that. And then also when the Warriors get back to full strength, you know what is that going to look like? Don't don't sleep on Denver too. I mean, yeah. out there in the West because at some point Jamal Murray is going to come back. I think he's on the floor. He's getting practices. He's still hobbling though. Uh, but the Joker is out there, and, and, and Malone's doing a nice job coaching uh, up a, a cast of characters, too, uh, for the Nuggets. So uh, the West is intriguing to me, but, no, I mean, Phoenix right now, uh, certainly from a pedigree standpoint, from what we did at last year's standpoint, we want to get back there. Uh, yeah, I would ride with that. I think if there's a team I would bet on that's a long shot to win the NBA title, it would be the Denver Nuggets okay. that you mentioned there. Nikola Jokic is probably oh. the best player in the league. <laughs> Honestly, like the, the numbers he puts up are absolutely insane. And if Jamal Murray can get back into the fold here, that gives them that perimeter guy that they were missing last postseason. There, Jokic, he was doing it by himself last year. If he gets his running mate Murray, we saw how good he was in the playoffs in the bubble. On the other side, we're going to take a look back at college hoops here. Michigan, Wisconsin tipping off in 15 minutes. We'll discuss it. It's betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Customers can score big with special offers on the NBA All-Star Game. Simply place a $25 wager on the game and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use for any other NBA wager. Just opt into the promotion, place your bet, and enjoy the All-Star Game like never before with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Get a piece of the NBA action all season long with the king of sports books. Sign in to your BetMGM account today to receive a $10 free bet on the NBA when you bet $25 on the All-Star Game tipping off tonight in Cleveland. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Opt-in required. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada or New York. 
Welcome back. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here as we're discussing college hoops here on a Sunday. We saw a big college basketball day yesterday. Uh, that was a lot of fun games there. But today, one of the bigger games we have is out of the Big Ten. Michigan and Wisconsin tipping off in 15 minutes here. And the, the Michigan Wolverines are underdogs in this game. Mm-hmm. The betting market, uh, that makes a lot of sense, at least to me here. But right now, Wisconsin favored by two and a half, total 138 and a half at BetMGM Pritch. Any final thoughts on this game tipping off shortly at the top of the hour? Well, I wonder if Michigan's an underdog because of the way they started the year. You know, and, and okay, Wisconsin, uh, they are, I believe, a four seed with the reveal. Yeah, I believe right. they were. Yeah, they were in that kind of range. Yeah, there, like kind of a, one of those four seeds are on the edge there. Bracket Matrix has them as a three seed. Okay, for three, what that's worth. Either way, that's the range. And yet, at home, they're only a short favorite here. I mean, two and a half, uh-huh. right? So, I mean, a little bit more respect, I think, coming in on Michigan from that standpoint. Now, the, the line has moved towards Wisconsin uh, lately during the show here, and we're seeing minus three. I saw two and a half earlier. One thirty-eight is the total. I. I Michigan's a talented team, uh, uh, Dickinson and, and also uh, Brooks up from the outside, mm-hmm. uh, inside out kind of game, the range, the spacing uh, that they have right there. This is going to be a well of a game, Femi. Uh, I'm curious. I'm thinking about taking the dog in this one. I, I like the fact that Michigan um, knows the situation, uh, and yet they do have that experience from last year being an Elite Eight team and getting right at the right time. Yeah. Uh, and here you got Wisconsin, which is a solid, solid basketball team, though. Uh, but again, maybe some respect being shown here on the Wolverines. I mean, the advanced metrics have loved this Wolverines team mm-hmm. all throughout the season, despite the slow start there. In Ken Palm rankings, there are two teams that are 10 lost teams in the top 30. One of them is Alabama, and the other one is Michigan. Now, Alabama plays in that SEC, and they're a volatile team. You never know what you're going to get with the Crimson Tide. They can beat Gonzaga. They could lose to Georgia. Like, you know, like that. They just are, have their ups and downs. And Michigan, not as volatile as in Alabama, but they've shown that they can beat the good teams. I mean, they just destroyed Purdue last week at home there. So they've shown the highs of the highs, but we've also seen some of the lows of the lows here. So it's kind of telling you that the market, unlike a Providence who yeah. they do not like despite their winning, Michigan, despite 10 losses, number 26 team ranked in Ken Palm. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, offensive efficiency for Michigan too uh, outstanding in the top 20 range right now. Uh, they've gotten better over the year, and that's what you asked for I think uh, if you're Michigan uh, and certainly we'll see what they're made of. I, I like the dog situation. Now it's ticked up a little bit. Uh, minus three on the board here at the South Point, 138 to total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing there's only a couple two-and-a-halves mm-hmm. hanging around town. There's South Point where we are, like you mentioned, is three. Same with Caesars and over at the Westgate as well. We've seen the total, that 137-and-a-half that was hanging yep. out there, it's no longer there. It's 138 now, so we're seeing a little bit of buy-in on the over as we get closer to tip-off here. Uh, that is not my action, I can tell you that. <laughs> have not fired in on this game. Might look to just play it in-game. We have the TVs yeah. on in the monitor ready to roll for some in-game action at the top of the hour, but we'll be monitoring this game as it's one of the more fun games of the day. Another fun game out there in the Big East between Providence and Butler. Providence, the Friars, three-and-a-half-point road favorites in this spot, total 129-and-a-half. Yeah, Butler's just not playing great basketball, and, and it, the total is indicative of that uh, mm-hmm. and, like, just the pace, like you mentioned before. Uh, so we do have a size advantage, and I'm just trying to figure out uh, what Butler's going to do. Uh, when you're not playing great basketball, you're not shooting it well, and yet you do have a Providence team that can hit uh, some buckets, knock down some buckets. So uh, maybe looking to play here. It's a short favorite situation uh, on the side of Providence, minus three and a half. 
uh, maybe sprinkle a little bit on that one on the side right there. You know, the total was intriguing, but now that I've thought about it and we've talked about it on the show, I mean, this, this thing can put you to sleep. <laughs> this thing can put you to sleep in comparison to Wisconsin-Michigan, yes. right? Uh, so I'm not going to touch the total. Uh, but if I were to play it, though, I, I probably would lay the points here with uh, Providence. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting spot because I understand why people are betting on Butler in this game. It opened three and a half. Now we're seeing some threes populated. It's still three and a half over mm-hmm. at BetMGM just because the Friars play so many close games. Yeah. And if it's a lower scoring game, slower tempo type of teams. Maybe some of the betters think that those three and a half points are valuable there. I mean, we saw this team at home need overtime to beat DePaul, mm-hmm. Providence, 76 to 73, a close game against St. John's, against Marquette, against Xavier. These are all like two and three point victories for Providence. And that's probably what's feeding into this market skepticism about the Friars, despite the 21 and three straight up record. They're just like, people are thinking that, hey, this is a fraudulent team. And this is a team that I'm itching to fade. Right. Because every single time they play, you see the other team get bet on and you see Providence get bet against. We'll see how that works out for people later this afternoon. Ed Cooley's team has been really good in mm-hmm. close games, so we'll see if they can do that. As it appears, they'll have another close game on their hands once again here against Butler. Play a lot of close games, but there's still currently, when you think about the reveal, a four seed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the top 16, they're, what, 15, and then Villanova, they're a game behind Nova and the Big East right now, and it's like Nova's a three seed, and it's like I mean, I get it. Maybe I don't know if Providence is. How would you how would you define that? Because the close games, the nature that they play, yep. uh, is is there another level for for the Friars? I'm curious about that. Yeah, I mean, and we haven't seen it in terms of like a big time mm-hmm. victory with this team. I mean, this they got blown out by Marquette on right. the road earlier this season, 88 to 56. You typically don't see that from a team that is in the top three seeds mm-hmm. or so getting blown out in a conference game. But you wonder what that level is, what their ceiling could be in these games. Now they have a Really good opportunity to prove it in the Big East tournament in MSG in in, uh, in March there, but they end the season at Villanova, yeah. where right now Ken Palm makes that game 72-62 in favor of Villanova there. So he thinks it's a 10-point victory wow. for the Wildcats. That just goes to show kind yep. of the – I don't even know if I want to call it disrespect here for Providence, but there's just a little bit – of there's a healthy skepticism is what I will say. And they're one game behind the Nova right now. Yeah, I think they actually might be a game up on Are Nova. they getting up? Okay. Yeah, so they're leading the Big East standings mm-hmm. right now. They had a two-game lead prior okay. – to the game that we saw earlier this week where Villanova was able to get that victory at Providence there. So, (laughs) yeah, they lead the the conference. They lead the conference, (laughs) but people are just not buying in as they have a one-game lead, 11-2 in conference play, Villanova 14-3 in the Big East. So we'll see what the Friars can do coming up later on at the top of the hour. Another game tipping off out in the American Athletic Conference is Houston taking on Wichita State, and we continue to see the market bet the Shockers in this game open seven some places six and a half we're still seeing at BetMGM though now the, now BetMGM is down to six and a half as well it was seven earlier when we started the show yeah but the total sitting at 134 and a half with the action coming in on the shockers yeah absolutely I mean I, I think it's all because of that home court uh 16 and four the last 20 games at home I mean they're incredible and they match Houston uh at the glass I mean I think this could be a battle down low uh, a physical game too foul fouls could be uh, factored into this game too. So 
Uh, Houston, from, from a free-throw shooting standpoint, got to evaluate that. Uh, but Houston, I, I loved their ability to score. I just loved their athleticism, too. I mean, dynamic basketball team and, and a close-knit team, too. They play mm-hmm. for each other. If you like Wichita State, the South Point is still hanging a 7.5 right. in this number, which is one point off of what you're seeing over at BetMGM. So you know where to bet it if you want to bet mm-hmm. the Shockers. Real quick, we got about 90 seconds left in this segment here, Pritch. Wanted to ask you about the NBA All-Star game coming oh. up later tonight. Team Durant versus Team LeBron. And this is an interesting because All-Star games are always fascinating yeah. just due to the kind of effort you will get team LeBron five and a half point favorites the total 324 and a half it's the Elam ending for the all-star game which is they always add 24 to the uh the leading team score at the end of the third quarter the 24 points to honor Kobe Bryant and then they play to that scoring target it's not a timed fourth quarter but what do you make of this all-star game with team LeBron against team Durant I don't know LeBron uh selected a bunch of old guys again so he's playing (laughs) with old guys out there and then Durant's not even on the floor Uh, he's got the young guys. I mean, I, I wouldn't you side with the young guys and dogs right now? I mean, I mean, I'm not sure if I can because I, I wrote down in my notes here. Here's <laughs> are the guys that Team LeBron drafted. He has Steph Curry, Giannis oh, Antetokounmpo, okay. Nikola Jokic, oh, Luka oh. Doncic, mm-hmm. Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Demar Derozan. I'm not sure how Kevin yeah. Durant let him get all those players. Maybe because he knew he wasn't playing, so he didn't That's care. True. But I mean, what's, good point. It's a lopsided roster here when you look at the two teams. Well, it, it is, and LeBron at home too, so he's going to do yep. something. I mean. I mean, yeah, I, I lay to six and a half, I guess, if you want to do that. <laughs> or, or just play it over. Yeah, or maybe all-star MVP. We'll discuss that later mm-hmm. on. LeBron, plus 600. He's not the favorite. <laughs> he is Akron's son playing in the old arena where he started his career. So we'll see if LeBron can win one for the hometown kid. There on the other side, we will discuss NFL futures. Top of the hour. Don't go away. It's Visa and Beast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.